Welcome back to Property Management Madness. Property management is crazy. So let's talk about it. Pull up a seat. Pull up a drink. We'll wait while you get ready. All right, I'm your host, Shauna. And I'm your co-host, Jay. And Jay, today, would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, today we have Matt Pizan. He's a real estate investor from the Pennsylvania area. Uh, Matt, we're really excited to have you on the show. Why don't you yes. tell us a little bit about your background and what you do? And thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, I am a, uh, a recovering engineer, I like to say. Oh. Um, I come from a corporate background. Um, I come from a fourth generation engineer in my family. And so I thought when I was going out, getting into school, you know, getting into my career, I thought engineering was what I wanted to do. And um, my first boss out of college, uh, this was in 2010, depths of the you know, financial crisis. And he, he um, I was in an IT role. It was nothing related to what I had studied. No processes, no procedures, nothing. Just to Gotta love throw that. me in, figure it out. He told me I was the worst employee they ever had. The company <laughs> should fire me, and he can't believe that they hired me to begin with. Mm. And I realized at that moment that I didn't want to depend upon an employer, and I wanted to yep. eventually become an entrepreneur. And yeah. so I spent the next 13 years pursuing just that. Uh, and now I'm a real estate investor. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That is pretty amazing. I'm I mean, surprised that it took only 13 years. <laughs> I've been trying. Overnight, for like, it was ever. an overnight transition. Uh, it was an immediate overnight transition, right? Only 13 years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had somebody yeah. uh, that was talking about their app on the show uh, two two episodes ago, and he said it was a 10 year overnight sensation. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So, that's and, funny. And as... now, um, I buy. So my wife and I have been renovating properties since uh, 2014, and. We, we basically buy single to up to you know, 10, 15 units, um, anywhere in there, um, mostly small multifamily, one to four units. And uh, we rent them out long term. We don't flip. We don't wholesale. Uh, we just buy and hold. And uh, we, we operate these properties. And so we know a thing or two about how to manage them. And uh, so I'm excited to explore the, the tips and tricks we've learned over the years. That's oh, very yeah. cool. I know what, what's funny is you said, you know, this isn't where you started, but, it, you know, it's where you are now. I mean, uh, when I started off my career path, I never saw myself in property management, being a director of operations for a management company. And property management was probably like not even anywhere in my mind. Yeah. I thought I was going to be yeah. a restaurant entrepreneur and open a restaurant. Big dreams for somebody who can barely cook. But um, <laughs> that's why you own it and other people cook for yeah, you. That's also true. But uh -huh. now being in the real estate industry, now I found my passion and I'm like, I don't even know where that came from, but I really like this. Yeah, you're like, I, I could do this. You have this. to be crazy to, to do this. But, oh, yeah. Um, it's a separate breed of, of, of professionals. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yes. Jay and I always say, like, it's one of those industries that you get in, and it's not like six months, a year, two years down the line where you're just like, you know what? Eh, this just really isn't – like, you'll know. Oh. You'll know right away. It'll take you two weeks and be like, no, I need a new job. <laughs> like, <laughs> You'll get through yeah. like one delinquency period and just be like, nope. this isn't for me. This isn't for me. I'll be honest. Oh. If you don't go home <laughs> yeah. crying and then still go back the next day, <laughs> right? you're not fit for the property management deal. Yes, just yes exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – yeah, that's I, yeah, I think everybody that's in this industry is just – 
I they wanted to do something different or they never thought about it and then they just ended up it's like Denny's like you don't go here you just end up here like it just <laughs> happens like who knows so yeah, yeah. and in my particular that. case I mean I was I was looking for so I I buckled down for about three years and I I lived in a friend's basement I really cut my costs I was eating ramen and like you know rice and beans to try to pay off my student loans mm. Um, maybe I shouldn't have, but that's what I chose to do. And um, so once I once I had those no longer over my head, I I uh, went to business school, and that's where I discovered debt and uh, and and mortgages and and investing. And I thought, oh my gosh, like this, it just blew my mind. You know, yeah. I studied accounting and finance and mm-hmm. you know and and marketing and SEO and all these different things. I I didn't even know what they were. I mean, I knew yeah. I knew all the laws of the thermodynamics, but I didn't know you know, that the rent was due on the first, like that, that's where I started from. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. I think that I I think a lot of people just don't, they think, Oh, real estate. Oh, rentals. Yeah. That all runs itself. Yeah. No, there's a bunch of people in the background. There's a reason this making all this work. Yeah. Like making all this happen. Uh, How do you think you got paid on time for your rent from your tenant? It was those property managers or those, you know, business owners and stuff in the background, making sure that somebody's paying or they're making moves to make that yeah. happen. Well, it's and I always thought that like, not that easy. you know, I, I always thought that property management was rentals and, and then I guess, you know, you just don't know that I thought that property management was all rentals. And if you rented your home, you were poor. And like my parents owned our home I and mean, we were also very poor. <laughs> we owned our home so i was like oh like that's that's like a different type of struggle like mm-hmm. only poor people rent and now i'm realizing only rich people rent <laughs> because the cost of this is outrageous it's crazy well you know i have and that there's one just rental so that's much... like eighteen thousand a month yeah so there's just like so many oh different things and yeah. just like you know growing up as a kid and you just have like that one idea of of what property management is you know you don't even think about like grocery stores don't own where they where they're at like Uh, they rent too and like yeah yeah, there's there's so much and it's just like wow so yeah rent's due on the first and (laughs) you don't have to be poor i didn't know that (laughs) i I knew i knew absolutely nothing when i got into this business and i had to learn almost everything the hard way despite all of my efforts to try to do it by reading and learning and getting ahead of problems you still don't know what you don't know i swear to god it's on the you learn this, this kind of job isn't the kind of job you go in and there's just a set little list of things yeah. that you do while you're at work and then you go home. Yeah. No, you go in, yeah, it's managed chaos. You're doing everything oh, yeah. all day long and you're learning something new every, every single, single day. day. Every you cannot day. go you think in. You've seen it all, something else happens. Exactly. That's yeah. why when yeah. I started with her, she gave me the worst portfolio there was to manage. It did. Because, because it was learn a my worst portfolio to manage. It was just distressed property, you know, class C, blight area, high mm. risk. It and was I still just manage that one too. Aw- it was just it was an awful portfolio and, you know, cuz it just needed so much work and then I managed it for I was over 2 years poor thing okay yeah over two years or and, and then i then he started but i had learned so much from managing a giant shit pile that, Matt, it's why i have that, no hair yeah that you know that's you learn so much that it's actually it's good so i was like here you're gonna take this and he's like i don't want it 
Like, but you're going to learn everything. But you know how many managers that I have hired or that have gone through now and I've never given that portfolio away? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have given you anything. One, because I know it. I can do it easily. Yeah. Stockholm Syndrome is the three reasons then. Stockholm (laughs) Syndrome is another one. And the other one is, is they're usually, you know, we're hiring like the newbies, like the the ones who've never done this before. Poor things. And... I don't want them to. You don't want to toss them to the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to keep people. He says. So no. I, I do it myself. <coughs> That's so even bad. though now I'm not even in, the pro- in a property management position anymore. I'm the director now. And you still and are like, I no. I still manage those properties. Like, I wouldn't give this to my worst enemy. And I was like, That's so funny because I gave this to my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that trust there. So you yeah, know you exactly. can. <laughs> I was like, Oh. She's just married. Well, a little bit. So it's so funny, Matt, that you mentioned that, you know, you didn't know anything about the industry and you're just like, yep, this is it. This is where, this is where we're going. And now you have like tuned in and become that expert in the industry. So what kind of, so (laughs) we're talking about like no idea KPI. What is that even to like now? We have a list KPI. This is what we're looking for. So what would you say are your, you know, when you're evaluating, you know, your performance or property that you're looking to invest in, what are you looking for now that you have that eye and you're no longer a newbie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. So when I'm evaluating the performance of a manager, um, the ones that I work with three different ones and I'm looking at what is the monthly payment rate month over month for all of the units? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it includes was there a vacancy or some type of eviction or did they pay? And I want to I want to see at least ninety five percent economic occupancy. Oh yeah. And then the other thing that I look at is physical occupancy, and the difference between the two is payment issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes if a a turnover takes a little bit longer that that um the physical occupancy might drag and we catch things because we literally go down a spreadsheet of each unit and oh sorry you cut out a little bit there whatever paid and it we could just see by unit like what problem units or what problem properties do we have and then what's our overall economic and physical occupancy so those are the only two things that i look for high level Um, and that's what I ask every property manager that I interview, because if they can't tell me that it means they're not measuring what's most important to their customer, which is the owner, the investor. Yeah. So that, that's why I I choose those metrics. Cause it's like, are, are we getting paid? Everything rolls up into that. Yeah. If they're not doing repairs, they're not doing maintenance. They're not providing good customer service. It all boils down to what's our occupancy. Yeah. And And, uh, so Mm -hmm. it's all distilled down to that. And if they can't tell me and they don't know, then I'm not going to work with them. I yeah, mean, realistically, a as a property manager, I mean, yeah. there should be absolutely no reason why you don't know what your own occupancy is. Mm-hmm. Like maybe yeah. you don't know what your economic percentage is specifically, but you know what your delinquency is. And if you don't, that right. shame on you. Mm-hmm. As, right, right. Agreed. As yeah. experts in our industry, if you're if you're listening out there and you don't know what your <laughs> occupancy or your delinquency is, slap yourself on the hand. And, and yeah. look it up tomorrow and, and ingrain it in your brain. Weekly yes. meetings. What's how many vacants do you have? Where are they at in right. turnover? When's the expected date for them to be back on the market? We've said it a million times. One of the most expensive things that can happen to an owner. The number is one vacancy. 
Number one, so, most yep. expensive thing that can happen to your property is for it to go vacant yeah. because all the money yep. is going out and you have no money Nothing coming, coming in. in. It's like right. days, a day's vacant equals yep. this much loss per day. Yep. So if you don't know how yep. much you're losing per day, keeping that property vacant, right? that is a huge problem. Yep. And I think for some and people... Oh, oh I was just going to say the other thing that I look at too to measure performance is what's our retention rate? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you're right. If if the vacancy is the most costly, well, then let's try to reduce it as much as possible. Yes. So how long are our leases lasting? Yeah. And so for over the last like seven or eight years that I've really been looking at it, the average time that a family stays with us is five years. Yeah. So we turn our portfolio That's 20 pretty high. Yeah, that's year, really good. That's which, pretty good for you guys. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty good from what I've I've seen, but I you know we 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 drill the basics like you have to fix stuff, good communication, and we'll yeah, get into yeah. that. But if we're only turning twenty percent every year, that's a five year lease. Um, on average, that that can make that can be profitable. Whereas I've had properties over the years that's like every year it's a revolving door. There's yeah. there's nothing there's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> there. There's no profit there. Well, yeah, yeah because, because the cost, you get turnover cost every yeah, the cost of time. your turnover equals pretty much exactly what they paid any, in rent. Any profit that you had, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. you had your percentage of maintenance throughout the term of their lease, and then the entire turnover right. cost. Yeah all your profit is just drained away right there. Yep. Like you've barely made anything. Yeah. If you're only making 5% oh, yeah. on yeah. a year lease, that's, that's really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. I mean, and it doesn't take much. I think that a lot of times people, um, they don't think about it. And, and I guess that's why we're here, Jay, to talk about it. But I think people don't think about it. Like they don't think about, you know, a lot of people just think marketing, like marketing, you know, we're gonna, we got the hustle, the but like real estate, you know, we got the hustle, we got the bustle, we're, you know, showing units, and this is the greatest thing ever. And we got granite countertops and all this <laughs> stuff. And but they don't think about how expensive was that? All flash, no substance. Yeah, all, <laughs> all flash, no substance. What is that? Uh, uh, what is that called? Over promise, under, under deliver, under deliver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, there's so much that goes into people who are like, oh, marketing, 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 marketing. But if you would have just kept that tenant in there, it, yeah, yeah, see if yeah, they were a good yeah. tenant, if you just kept that tenant in there by doing, you know, maintenance, mm -hmm. answering the damn phone when they called, like yeah. they would have stayed Being and then you would, yeah. you would not Empathy. have had to come back to that. So, right. There's a lot, I think that a lot of, that's one of the key, I, I always seem to find that's one of the key components that a lot of even seasoned property managers still miss. Like they think, oh, well, we, you know, the turnover needs to be a day. <laughs> we need to get somebody in there the next day. You know, we got to get painters and this and that, right. and like you make the leases as long as possible. But if you're not keeping people happy, yeah. you're still making it's a turnover. All the same things, quality product, yeah. quality service. People stay if you keep, if you're responsive, yeah. if you're fixing yep. things when they need to be fixed, yeah. you care, you care about the property, you care about your tenant, you care about what they're going through, you work with them. And when you're just, I've seen it with other managers when you're just so rigid yeah. and then you drive somebody away, you're, yeah. then you're right. costing your owner money. You're not, you're not fulfilling your fiduciary responsibility when Love you're doing those word. things fiduciary yeah. responsibility well, both to the customer and the owner right yes I mean, yeah. you, it's a, you straddle both both worlds in management mm -hmm. yep and that's yeah. what i tell my tenants and my owners all the time is 
I am here to work for both of you to come to a yes. mutual understanding what works for all parties and keeps yeah. everybody happy. Right. I'm not yep. like I do have my responsibility to my owner. They pay my bills, but so does a tenant that's paying rent. Yeah. So, right, you right. know, I have a responsibility to both and to make them both happy. I'm the middleman. This yep. is what I do. Right. Exactly. And a right. lot of times I think that it's good to kind of be in the middle because some people think that either tenants are without reason or owners are without reason. So kind of being that happy medium in the middle while it is trying is also kind of a godsend to both. I think that we definitely. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it makes a huge difference, it, especially when you have people who deal with owners, you know, directly and there's no management company in the middle. And then they're like, this guy just doesn't even answer the phone. Every time I talk to him, he's super mean to me. And <laughs> you yeah. just going to complain to the owner. That's who's doing it. So, so I've only ever had right, one complaint right, right, that right. I was being mean and I wasn't told I was mean. I was told I was condescending. Because you are kind of I wasn't trying to be. It's just how I sound sometimes. That's because you're condescending. <laughs> Don't be mean. So it's not mean. I would say that I'm firm. you know firm. <laughs> Customer service, um, maintenance are are really gonna be like the the two ways to keep retention high. I mean, you have to keep your tenant happy. So Matt, what do you think if you were gonna make a list? Um, what's going to keep your tenant happy? What's going to keep them there? Keep your costs down. Yeah. I mean, we touched on the two big ones. So doing repairs, um, and providing a good customer experience, but then also on top of that, the, the product itself, I mean, so depending on the amenities that it has and the type of upgrades that you do, cause you could do like lipstick on a pig upgrades, or you could do medium level or high level. Um, upgrades and, and so um, the the type of amenities that you have you know washer dryers are big yeah. oh yeah parking, especially no proximity to other um, you know the grocery store just like quality of life things is yeah. there a deck can they have barbecues because there's a place to do that all, all these quality of life things at, at the end of the day and we learned this a lot in COVID the the um, the home is very important for the family for yeah. for the nucleus right like yeah. where people spend their time. And I think a lot of people came to realize that. And so now more than ever, I'm really focusing on buying and improving assets so that it could be a really great quality of life for a family that they'll want to stay. It's not, oh, this place I have to pay rent to and I just have yeah. to because I need a place to live. It's, mm -hmm. oh, no, actually, I like this about this property. And uh, so so the, it's the property amenities is number one. But number two is how they're treated by the manager. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are they treated with respect, with yep. dignity? Uh, with uh, with empathy that that you know if they get a little bit behind on the rent, but they approach the manager on the thirtieth and say, "Hey, I might be late for the first because of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Can we work out a payment plan?" The manager doesn't beat them up or jump down their throat. Yeah. They yeah. come up with a common sense solution, right? Yep. It's about having a relationship. So right. it's just as much the home and the upgrades that you do. Those, those finer points yeah yeah and uh, i always say like one of the big things is it's always communication yeah is uh, talking to each other yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. I, i've seen it so many times where you know even if you know somebody's coming to you with a question you may not have the answer to as the property manager you might not have an answer today yeah but don't right. ignore it acknowledge it speak to them say you know what i don't have an answer for you right now let me reach out to you know, the owner or whoever you have to talk right. to.
but I see it. And I'll get I back to you by Friday because yeah. set they, they don't think you're going to call them back in two hours. Like set yeah. reasonable expectations. Yeah, exactly. And it has like, to be reasonable. Yeah. Wow. It's like he works yeah. with us. I know. <laughs> um, it's Trust me, I made all the mistakes. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oops, us too. Um, how it's you like, learn. you know, setting those expectations and <laughs> responding, being responsive, not ignoring people. Yeah. It, and it's yeah. both ends. Like it, when you have things for your owner, when you have things for a tenant, and sometimes you have to tell somebody that they're not going to be happy about something they don't want right. to hear. But you can't but, ignore that. You can't yeah, just you not tell them it, because you know that they're going to be mad. Yeah. And you work something right. out. There's, there's almost always a way to work things out. Yeah. And like you were saying, set up reasonable payment plans if someone's late. When you're so rigid, that's what causes people just not to care. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't yeah. want to work with you because you're not working with them. Yeah. And that, it's the way that the way that I think about it, it's like, okay, well, the lease says it's due on the first and people just want to read to the letter of the law. But you, you have to think if you're a, a manager or a business owner, you have to think about like, what's the whole picture here? Like I always try to think right. about what's the big picture because, okay, so I could say no and then charge late fees. And then they remember that. And then in three months move out or mm -hmm. just stop paying altogether because they yeah. hate you or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and then you have all those turnover costs that we were just talking about and you lose profit for a year. Yeah. So is it better to take a chance on someone than like guarantee that you're going to lose a year of profit when they yeah. move out because they hate you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I always, I always saw it being reasonable as, as the smart thing to do, but there are a lot of people in the industry that don't see it that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we, um, <laughs> like when I was training Jay, when he first started, he's just a little baby, a little, a little baby property manager. <laughs> All those years ago. All those years. So old now. <laughs> do, 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 do. It was great. Um, but when I was training Jay, I always told him, like, you know, we won't, because this was company policy, you know, we don't make the rules. Um, you know, I told them, I told him, I said, you know, we won't waive a whole late fee because we just don't. But if they make a reasonable payment plan and they stick right. to it, we can waive like half of it or 75% of it or whatever. Like there are, you know, there are some things we can work with, but I absolutely yeah. agree. Like as the middleman, you have to be reasonable yeah. and you have to. Well, let's, let's talk about that, what, that about waiving late fees. And I see, yeah. I've seen this with, you know, a couple of different places. Can I just tell They you, can be on. very rigid about. Hold on one second. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, because I just saw it on Facebook today. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I just saw on Facebook today, somebody posted in, in one of the apartment, just another day in the apartment business um, on Facebook. <laughs> and somebody posted that late fee that you just waived could have been your raise. See, this is where I'm going with this. So a lot of places are very rigid about not wanting to waive late fees because as a management company, yeah, management companies don't really make a lot of money on management fees. Like depends on what there, it is, yeah. it, there are the ancillary fees that come in, like late fees. And you know, the company I happen to work for, the late fees go to the management company. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen people be very rigid and say, oh no, that's that's our income. Yeah, but there's also other considerations that you have to take into. And it's not gonna make or break us waiving a late fee right you look at the tenant say this tenant has a great payment history yeah they're struggling right now okay i'm gonna waive the late fee i usually do like once a year i'm happy to waive a full late fee you've been a great tenant totally fine other times i'll be like you know 
what I can do for you is I can waive half of the late fee or 75% of it or something. Well, that's what and most of the time the people are now. very, well, yeah, now <laughs> that I run the company, I, say, we didn't I run make, the company back then. Yes. Now I do. Um, see, you should come work for me. Um, but Negative. that's what I do. That's how I approach it. I look at it from, you know, the tenant has a great payment history. I am happy to work with you. And yeah, even other times, like you see somebody is struggling and you know it, they've gotten into a payment plan. The owner's happy with the payment plan. Yeah. Then work, work with them. There's no harm in working with people because you're going to keep them. I you could always... lose an owner. You could lose doors. Yeah. You could lose like, what if you, you know, you are so rigid that your tenants don't want to work with you. Your owner is now upset with you because they have constant turnover yeah. because right. you as the manager are just not willing to work with anyone. Now just this owner is like, mean. you know what? I'm going to go to this property management company. Yep. Now you lost those doors. Yep. So what what harm is it going to do for you to work with people? Be flexible. Yeah, well, it's, no it's the classic dollars. stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. and it's classic. Yep. Yeah. And I see that all yeah. the time as a reason yeah. why people don't want to waive fees. But to me, that's that's not a reason. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of situations and you have to take things and other things into account. Yeah, there's all kinds yeah. of factors. Now, that's not to say that for the, you know, the third time this year that they're oh. late again. Oh, we got to be that you just yeah. because otherwise, if you if you waive the late fees too many times, yeah. it, it becomes acceptable that, well, actually, the rules don't really matter. Yep. And then so once you once you set the precedent that the rules don't matter, you kind of are opening up the door to say, well, the lease, the rules in the lease are subject to interpretation. Yeah. So you have to be careful. Now paying um, my rent I've is seen, optional. I've made that mistake as <laughs> yeah. well, where then it became a repeat offender. Well, you waived yep. them before. Why not now? And like, why are you drawing the line now? Yeah. And, and then it's like, well, so you, you want to be selective and careful as long as it's a good tenant, a good relationship. Yeah. yeah. You, you invest in good relationships. And you don't invest in bad relationships. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's you true. have to be smart yep. and yeah that's why i said like i think about it like once a year i'm willing to do this right other situations right. situational right. you make the decision as you go evaluate yeah. all the aspects of you know why should i waive this late fee right but right. I, you know being overly rigid and not working with people is just going to lose you more money in the long run and yeah. it's right. not right. just going to hurt the tenant it's going to hurt the owner it's going to hurt the management company work with people it's not that difficult. People. Yes. It's not that difficult. Agreed. It is very difficult. It's difficult for you to deal with some people. <laughs> it's hard to deal no, with people. But I like, I like what I Matt said you. that because I, I will always go back Look to this. Best. You got his name right. I did. I, this is the second time. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> I like how you, you mentioned like you, you want something to feel comfortable and we've, we've talked about this before then and I will say it until I'm blue in the face and die that <laughs> at the end of the day, I get to go home and where your tenant is, is their home. And what keeps them there is making it and helping it feel like home. They're not just living yes. there. It is their home. And then that's why, I mean, I'm sure you do a great job, which is why your tenants stay for five years. Yeah. I mean, here in an yeah. area like this, we might have, I think our, what is it? Three years? About a three year max. Three I mean, is pretty I have, long here. I have yeah. a tenant right now that's been living there for 20 years, but. I mean, that's not usual. That's not I mean, then normal. you also have somebody who stayed six months. Also, so. he's been living there so long. Yeah. He pays $800 a month in rent when the house, 
the home is now worth fourteen hundred dollars a month. Well, so yeah. uh, it's but it's his home. I also just sent him a letter to raise his rent, but that's not the. We're not going to talk about that. that. Speaking of raising rent, (laughs) (laughs) speaking of raising rent, let's caveat to this. Now that you've (laughs) talked about being an absolute monster, (laughs) what kind of of software do you use, Matt? What's your software provider? Yeah, so um, Appfolio, which I think is pretty pretty common in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and. Full disclosure, that is the software that the property manager that I hire uses. Um, I was just doing QuickBooks and stuff like that when I was, yeah. I managed up to 15 units myself. And then I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll hire, but I'm still kind of like, you know, behind the scenes, like kind of like a management director in a way, like really involved, but not having the conversation. So yeah. I don't personally own a license, but uh, um, the managers that I work with do. And it's been, it's been pretty good. I mean, there are bugs and there are different, different attributes i wish it had but overall pretty happy with it yeah so appfolio lets you um market right through the software too doesn't it yeah yeah there's like a yeah. plug-in yeah and you can even mm-hmm. like i mean going back to the dark side you can even like send through collections right through them and stuff like that so like there are a lot of like plugins to different um uh different services like that And then I have, um, I have a HAP contract. Like I do some affordable housing stuff. So I work with RealPage. Um, it's clunky. It's clunky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it gets the job done, but I'm not like raving about them. I wasn't even going to say that, but I mean, I, (laughs) I do, I do work. I really wanted to know. One site. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Oh man. Let's not even go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh okay so affordable housing let's talk about it <laughs> oh jesus okay so you are on you have is it project-based uh, voucher system project-based section eight yes <sighs> see that's where that's where i live that's where you live right now that's where i live i don't have um housing vouchers from like third party i don't have to deal mm, with that I do it's do all deal with those. it's all in-house yeah <laughs> Let's You're talk about that MOR. I'm a little excited <laughs> over there, Shana. Do I need to go no. in another room? No, but it's uh, it's it's actually it's my nightmare. MORs are my nightmare. So I just had to prep an MOR today. Um, so Matt, you said that you do all your MORs. I do. Yes, I have one next month. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> so well, you it can't be that bad because you only you said you have like four units six it's, units yeah like. it's it's a 25 unit okay uh, that's bad. So 25 <laughs> files yeah so it's five files i mean it's not uh, you know you can't get into too much trouble but, yeah it's yeah. not gonna be that bad but if you yeah. need help you just shoot me an email <laughs> that's what, i will that's what i do i will so. we should talk about it because oh, yeah there's, mors there's <laughs> so you guys do so you have the mors and then when they come to do the react are they doing a react of the entire property and then picking and choosing yeah, or are they doing five units? They inspect every single yeah, one. Yeah. They go to, so they go to small. all 25. Cause like if it's over 50, they can do like yeah. 40 or, and then if it's over 75, they can do like 60 or whatever. So yeah, they, just um, they go to all 25. Us. And the, the thing is like the way to be successful with that is like the, 
you can do all the maintenance in the world because we do. And I invested so much into these properties to make them good. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. like, and <laughs> I got really slapped on the first react because the tenants would put like brooms in mm -hmm. front of the windows or whatever. Well, apparently, and I didn't know this, but that apparently now is a blockage of egress, egress. Yeah. minus five points. <laughs> yes. So I got this really nasty letter and like 75 so 25% of it which would have given us like an 88 or something or a 90 yeah. it would have been like a good score the rest of it was like blocked egress and like messiness right from yeah. the from the residents so now i know you have to do a sweep before you know you have to you have to go check right before the react because um you know and we do quarterly inspections it's not like we don't go like we yeah. go every 90 days yeah so it we're doing our due diligence and it's just it stinks when you know they they'll leave a you know oh and by the way if, if anyone out there does reacts or is in affordable housing we hate you you cannot put i didn't know this <laughs> you cannot allow the tenants to have an in window air conditioner we got wrecked for that because it was really? over the summer you have to have the removable ones that have oh, the, the vents portable, that go outside. Oh. the portables, yeah. And I all of them had installed these, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. So it makes it seem like the property was in <sighs> such bad shape. It and, is a and we got these egress, like really like nasty it's... letters from HUD, like how yeah. we are taking care of the property. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! If you look at the report. It's just it's an air, air conditioning. conditioning. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you about my rooms react, in front guy. of doors. Like this is not a property issue. This oh is a people God. issue. Like, God. Yeah. So, so let me let me tell you about my react guy last year. <laughs> punch him right in the face. Cause he yeah. So we we did really yeah. good on our react though. My like my guys, they did so good. And I mean it was of course because HUD hates us. It was because <laughs> they it, listen, it was scheduled the day you. after Christmas. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember you they oh, can, yeah, my MOR is like the my day after Thanksgiving. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so that's when I, our they MOR do it on was. Purpose. Yeah, oh, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, no, they do. They do because they don't like us. So <laughs> we had our react the day after Christmas, and we had a family, so we have family housing and then um, senior housing as well. And he wrote us up and he was like a point and a half for a hole in the door, a hole in the wall, because the closet door was missing yeah. the door handle. It wasn't a hole. The hole belongs there because that's where the handle goes. But he said that there was an inch, an inch large, an inch or larger hole in the wall and dinged yeah. us like one and a half points i was so angry yeah. i was like yeah sir well, it's important that hole belongs the right there person going <laughs> with the inspector you know like you need you need like someone who can talk well but understands that they're there to do their job yeah, yeah. and just like kind of move them along you know yeah yep. you've uh, seen everything you need to and i was just push them out the door <laughs> well right right i mean nothing to see here um and, yeah. and you know and sometimes like uh i mean i you know it, sometimes for like the city inspections not anything affordable housing related but you'll leave like a Stop smoke detector city. off or like a you know, battery or whatever just like give them something to find because their job is you know they can't come yeah. back with a clean report they have to find something exactly. to justify their job yep yeah, but no. um oh, yeah it drives me crazy city inspections oh, uh, let's well, talk well, we need to get a city inspect do you know well, a city inspector that'll come on the show with us because i, would I got like questions yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, see, we have very few 
Section 8 tenants with us because, you know, the ones that we have, we inherited from taking over other management companies right. or, or contracts that were brought based. over. No, it's not project-based. It's just, you know, um, Section choice eight. voucher. Yep. The yep. Section 8 choice yeah. voucher. But yeah. I swear to God, you can have everything perfect and they're going to go in and say, repaint this bathroom. Yeah, but see, you just do a Section 8 inspection. You don't have like, like a real no, It depends inspection. on the inspector, though. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've seen I've seen Section 8 inspectors that go in and like they just pencil whip the report because like they know the family or it's someone's this and this. And Where are they or at? they've been there forever. The inspector just doesn't care. I mean, there, there are there are certain units that are just like, how could this even pass? But it does. Like, okay. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I swear no. to God, I did. And when you're dealing with the city too, so I had a house that you know we, it was an inherited. It was brought over from a purchase of the contracts from another management company, and so we went in. We had to do the city uh, registration, get the city the the house registered. Uh, we had it inspected. Was it Got, a, in the city that rhymes with boring? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't yeah, care actually, that much was. anymore. Oh. Um, <laughs> It was. It, she loves to rhyme "worn" with "born," but say yeah. every other city's name. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, but no, they came in. We had ten. Had this owner angry. had ten thousand dollars in city inspection corrections. Ten grand. Whoa! And we had to do them all in order yeah. for the property to pass city inspection. Yeah. Owner had all of these things to do. City of Warren. It's so hard to deal with sometimes. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, the well, owner... The unfortunate thing is that it drives up the cost for the residents. Yeah. Because if, yeah. you know, the, the business is just a pass-through. Like, you know, if they, if their costs are lower, then they'll charge a lower price. I mean, that, that's just yeah. business 101. So yeah. it, it's it's unfortunate because, it, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying that a lot of the things, because I don't know the extent of that inspection, maybe they were uh, really Jay. important things. No, but, I, um, maybe you were just a bad man no i'm just kidding it was a purchase <laughs> contract purchase jay and i new, always talk about but... you know we, we always talk about the the reason and we get it like the reason why there are those inspections you know we're talking about I the support them. the react and the city and things like that oh the reason there are those inspections is because you know there's not people like you or me or matt running these complexes mm -hmm. and then people right, are literally right. living in squalor and yeah. like that's not okay and this so, house did need it. work um <laughs> some of it was overly ambitious wasn't really needed but you know the city said they wanted it done okay that's whatever we, the owner um we actually worked with him you know we one of our things is we are not a bank we are a management company we don't front right. money um but we worked with this owner because we like them yeah and so we said you know what we'll put you on a payment plan we'll cover some, you know half of these costs for you get you on a payment mm -hmm. plan all that kind of stuff um and then the house had a section eight tenant so then we had to do the section eight inspection after spending 10 yeah, grand yeah, yeah. section eight came in wanted another eight grand worth the things yeah. done and yeah we were just like burn it down you're you're kidding me <laughs> you're just like you gotta be kidding me so yeah the, we ended up not I mean, working out a, owner had to sell it but, you, you dance i mean yeah. you know we a lot, I mean, a lot of times, and it's a, it's, it's government funded, so there's not that much flexibility, but when stuff like that comes in and it's kind of, you know, they'll, it's kind of pointless stuff, like paint this wall. Meanwhile, it's the kids, the, the children that painted, you know, they, they yeah. drew crayons all over it. Like, all well, over you know, it. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, the, like the owner came in and drew that, yeah. you know, like, you know, when it's repairs like that and stuff like that, sometimes we'll just kind of tell them like, well, 
then I don't think we can renew the lease. And then sometimes you can negotiate with them, but especially yeah. when it's tenant caused issues, now, yeah. it's a property issue, that's different, but yes, 100%. sometimes they want the owner to pay for the, the scribbles on the walls and the, yeah. you know, dog scratches at the back door. And that's not, yeah. <laughs> that's and, not what the inspection's for. And, that That's the, that's like, a tenant damage issue, right? So here they'll, they'll say, you know, well, you know, uh, it's a tenant damage. You got to charge it back to the tenant. Well, you already know that, you know, this person's already on Section 8. Right, so They're they not collectible. It. They right, already right, cannot right. afford, you know, rent. They're getting assistance right now. So you telling me, right. well, you got to do it, but you can charge it back to the tenant, does nothing for the owner of the property. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, it's right, balancing, right. you know. Yeah. It's balancing. It's saying, you know, I have to do these things. I have to handle this part of the business. But where where's the balance at? Like, what can I actually talk to like section eight about and say you know can i get a break on this because it's just drawings on a wall or right. you know it was an out light bulb i replaced the light bulb like you know can we right. let that pass i have well, somebody the, inspecting this with them too, that can fix these little things yeah section eight in our area started really getting more rigid which stinks because now what will happen is if you at least in our area for choice voucher inspections if you're missing that light bulb, or let's say there was a leaky faucet or something like that that would take a guy 10 minutes to fix. They can't approve the move in until everything is complete. And then yeah. they have so to schedule. They, to come and back then you, out. good luck getting them back on the schedule. They only do, they'll only do a move in the, fi the first of the 15th. Yeah. So the inspector will come back on the third. And now you have to wait 12 days because of like uh, a leaky faucet. Yeah. Um, you know what I, I mean, love? You know, yeah, you take you take the pros and the cons because yeah. I kind of look at the Section Eight um, rent as like a bond. Yeah, like it's it's consistent. You get it. It's yeah. income. Uh, um, but, but we're in the middle of a war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's little upside, but like it's consistent. So like yeah. I kind of like half of my over half of my portfolio actually is Section Eight, mostly choice voucher, um, oh, but nice. um, um, there is. PB8 as well. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't want anyone out there to think that, you know, we're getting down on Section 8. That's or what I do. Like oh, no. no like, totally. yeah. We, we yeah, support Section idea. 8. We know it's uh, it's out there for people who need it. And yeah. I support that. I want people to have what they need. It's just sometimes it's so rigid, it does make it difficult. Yeah. And, but I, I completely support the program because I would love to do more Section 8, just like in the market I work in. Yeah. It's just, it's different. Yeah. But I oh, support yeah, having I these programs I mean, out there for people. It's just it, the rigidity, the rigidity of these things yeah. can make it difficult sometimes. And yeah. it, it's nice to talk about it with people who understand <laughs> that. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. I as long as you understand it project. Yeah. So that's all that I do is project based section eight. Um, so some of the properties are layered, you know, they have tax credits. Some of them don't, some of them went through a rehab, some of them didn't, it's all privately owned. Yeah. So there's a little bit of everything, but I, I mean, I've been doing that for about three years because mm -hmm. I came from conventional and now I'm in project based. So I feel the pain. I feel it deep <laughs> in my soul. It's not well, bad. And, and, but... there's, and just to reiterate what Jay said, I mean, there's so much value for the families and, and there is a oh, lot absolutely. of like, and, and I'm putting my, my money, my family's, you know, future where my mouth is. I mean, I, I really believe in the program. I, yeah. I'm just trying to highlight the pros and the cons. Exactly. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> that people can make a choice, but yeah. you know, 
I, I personally have a high pain tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it could just be tough sometimes, but, yeah. um, it's, uh, but it, it fulfills a very important need in society. That's yeah. why I do it. Yeah. And that's I've... exactly where I wanted to go with that. I don't yeah. want anyone just thinking like we're getting down just on the program. It's, it's <laughs> no, not no, what no, we're no. doing. Yeah. We're no, just, no, no. We're just talking about the aches We're and pains. We're just talking about We can talk it. about market rate and the cities Ooh, next because cities. city inspections are well, just yeah, as bad. Let's, well, yeah, we let's – so in, in like, the concept that we're here talking about, inspections and, um, you know, improvements and things like that, and, you know, Matt, you even talked about, like, as things have to be fixed, you know, outside of reason, I mean, that causes increase in rent. I mean, it, it's just – business. Right. It's just science. That's how it works. The more expensive it is to maintain, the more expensive it is that, you know, you need your costs replaced. You so how, yeah. yeah. So yep. how would you suggest, I mean, Jay and I have our own kind of ideas about how we should raise rents, um, but how do you, what is your philosophy? How do you raise a, how do you raise rents um, reasonably? And make it so people don't want to leave because sometimes you hit that threshold and you know, the product that you're delivering to them, you know, especially in different types of markets is just not going to fulfill the amount that you need back from them. So how do you keep, how do you keep them from moving on and what sort of like threshold do you look at when you look at, you know, okay, the rent gots to go up. This is how much. Yeah. Well, the, the, the way that you retain it, the resident before um, the rent increase, it happens like the year before, right? Like it's not a conversation that all of a sudden like, oh, well, I fumbled through my words and now they're moving out. Mm -hmm. They already made their, a lot of times they already made their decision coming into the conversation. But so, so tenant and, and resident retention is about providing a good product, good service throughout the entire life of that lease. Yep. And then when the time comes to have that conversation, well, now you either did a good job or you didn't as the manager. Yeah. So if you did a good job, which the listeners of the show should have done <laughs> at that point, when you're having the conversation, um, so you fix stuff, you know, you provide a good amenities, you provide a good customer service, empathy, um, you're there for your residents. Now it's time to talk about rent. And the, the best way to do that is just to explain to the resident that um, tr trying to do it via a phone call as opposed to like an informal email is what I recommend. Um, it's Make just it that personal. personal touch like, hey, you know, it's been good working with you, you know, really value your relationship. We value your business. We want to provide good service. Would love to know about areas we can improve. Um, as you might be aware, it now costs 25% more to fix anything in your apartment. Mm -hmm. We're not going to pass all that along to you, but we're just asking for a 5% increase in rent. To offset some of those costs and other things and, you yeah. know i know that's hard for you your costs are going up too but so are ours and we just want to keep it affordable for you and then we kind of if they push back so a lot of times the residents will accept the increase because they're aware of what's going on in the market mm -hmm. we never push rents above market rent usually we keep them in alignment with rent i try to keep them like five percent below um just to keep uh the, the residents there and then we, if they push back, we kind of encourage them. Well, no problem. Uh, why don't you look and see what the market's like? Yeah. You know, look and see what the other apartments are renting for right. in your area with the same amenities and, and let us know maybe we're wrong. Yeah. 
And then You're they quickly not. realize that only a 5% increase is good. Yep. Yeah. Look at the so, comps. Um, and yeah. when Because yeah. I already did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, I mean, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah, two and a half know, to 5% but... increase. Yeah. The, yeah. And that, that's the cost of business. I mean, Standard especially with how much living, things that have it, gone it, up. Sometimes when you say, you know, I, I do have to go up two and a half to 5%, whatever it is. Mm-hmm that's not even as much as it really should go up. Well, I think that like they consider standard cost of living like 3%. I think that it's like universal. I mean, what the, the inflation, you know, 11 or 15% craziness that we saw during COVID. I mean, that doesn't happen, but typically I think that they say that, you know, the cost of living is standard 3% across the board. Um, right, you know, right. obviously if you're in a growing area and you know, your property taxes go up, I mean, they could go up 15%. I mean, that is a thing that can definitely happen. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I, I think that every single year people expect an increase. Mm-hmm. And I right. think, I love how you, you know, Matt, you said that we say, okay, well this is the actual increase but I'm not going to make you pay all that. <laughs> like, cause that's just not fair. And I know that that's not affordable to you. Right. So let's kind of, let's split the difference or, you know, let's, um, you know, come to a happy medium. I feel like what's affordable to you is X amount and then you can kick it back to me. Yeah. And then we can, you know, again, still trying to keep people happy is going to keep them staying. Yeah. So if, right. you, if you can negotiate a happy medium, do it. If you can't, I mean, yeah. And especially, and I think a lot of times too, and you know, Jay and I, we've talked about this, that you have to make sure that you're keeping residents that you want to keep. Yeah. yeah. That you're doing your inspections. You're making sure that the people who are like, oh yeah, okay, I'll pay 15% more are not just paying 15% more because they know they literally can't go anywhere else yeah. because you yeah, know they yeah. have 16, you know, judgments against them just with you. They also have or, 16 <laughs> cats in the house. And, <laughs> he said they're hoarders yeah, or whatever hoarders. it is. I've had, I've had those. Yeah. I mean, we went and cleaned one unit out and Ugh. we found their dead cats under the couch and they were like oh i was wondering where they went like how long have they been gone there's like king tut because like you have mummies under your couch oh my god it's so bad sometimes and again that was another when we bought out all these contracts from this other company and i'm like what are we getting ourselves into but we made it work and as we went through these properties we found out you know where the problems were what we had to fix yeah. who we had to go who gets to stay all those kind of things yeah but it, it's it's a it's yeah. a wild ride sometimes but, yeah well, i mean and you and have the to other make thing sure you're too with, people that you want yeah to well that that's right and and the other thing to like for retention and having the the rent increase conversation that we do is we just set the expectation up front when the resident signs with us that hey we're going to provide a premium product and service to you and we're going to maintain our properties. We're coming every 90 days in order to do that. And to make sure that things are handled well, yeah. we put in an, a, an annual renewal increase fee. I forget if it's like two or four or 3% or whatever it is, yeah. but we set the expectation upfront. You're yeah. going to move in here. We're going to provide a premium service. We're going to do it better than other property management companies yep. do. Yeah. But in order to do that, we just have to factor in some type of an increase because yep. let's face it, inspectors want, uh, you know, three or five percent increase every year too, and 
the contractor who's coming to your 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 house to fix stuff wants a raise too and yeah home depot needs more money so like we just set the expectation up front that every year yeah. stuff's going to go up and okay. we're not exactly. gouging every year we're just yeah. providing a service that we know is sustainable over time because if it's not sustainable then our service suffers and you don't want that we don't want that yep. yeah and that, yeah. that goes that's, for that's everybody it, that's how i yeah that's yeah, how that's i do it that's like how your I company want, in general like, like you guys rent at the top of the market but you sustain at the top of the yeah, market you do your that, maintenance right. at the top of the market yep. and we so use a lot more, of technology yeah and the company yeah, yeah. we use a lot of technology like we have a system a portal just for reporting your maintenance issues like this is your mm -hmm. portal you tell me like make a work order every single time i look at my work orders all throughout the entire day yeah that costs money i you have your own tenant portal owners have their own owner portal we use a lot of technology and you know like the markets we are in we're in high-end markets and we're low in lowing markets yeah. and mm -hmm. so it's managing like you know how what i use in a high-end market and the the strategies i use over here are not necessarily going to work for those in lower income yeah and you have to adjust yeah like there it, there's things that work for some that don't work for others yeah and it's important to also choose a management company if you're going with a management company that understands that and how to handle those different right. kind of markets yeah and oh yeah it, it's yeah. It, it can be all over the board and one of the most important things is setting expectation at the beginning mm -hmm. and letting people know you know you know getting maintenance done doing preventative maintenance like we did a whole show on preventative we've maintenance. we've done two shows on yeah, preventative maintenance. how important that is both for the tenant and the owner yeah protecting your investment protecting your tenants and that all of that costs money yeah like it all costs right. money so it all contributes to what is this rental increase going to be? Mm -hmm. But, and there's also right. what is my contract uh, increase going to be? Because I have a contract with the owner too. They pay a management fee. If I'm doing right. all of these things, you know, sometimes the, the cost goes up for everyone. Like yeah. everybody right. sees an increase. It's not just, you know, I'm putting it all on my tenant. And, you know, the in cost of do, doing the job goes up, fair. the cost of everything goes up. And it's, you know, unfortunate that, you know, we may have to raise rents, but we try and do it in a way where, you know, it's agreeable. We try and work with tenants when they're like, well, you know, I can't do this. All right, let me talk to the owner, see what the owner's willing to do. And, you know, it's, it's give and take sometimes. Like yeah. you gotta, everybody's oh, gotta, yeah, 100%. you know, yeah, you gotta I, work with everybody that's involved. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because I think that a lot of times you can nip that in the bud just by having a really good tenant screening process. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I know that, um, you know, we could all sit here and talk all day long about, you know, we did red flag factory. So we always, <laughs> we already talked about some red flags when it comes to, to tenants and things like that. But, uh, let's, so everybody knows what our opinions are. So Matt, what is your <laughs> like tenant screening? The most, um, crucial part, would you say of, you know, your criteria, what are you looking at besides obviously being consistent? We have to follow fair housing, you know, things like right. that, you know, what, what kind of things are you looking at and what kind of red flags are red flags to you? Because I wonder if they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the minimum, uh, so income is number one because mm -hmm. they have to pay the rent somehow. Sure. So let's verify income. 
Um, so minimum is two and a half times uh, take home pay um, times what the rent is minimum. Yep. Um, that's the same for everyone. Net. Um, yeah. And then, you know, credit background checks, um, you, you know, and the credit score, I think the minimum, like there's a set minimum. I forget the action. I forget the score. Um, but if the, if the, and it's very low, but if the score is above the minimum, um, then it's like, okay, well, but like, why was it there? Because if it's met right. medical debt is different than like a car getting repossessed, Yeah, you know, because medical like, okay, debt. something bad happened to someone and they weren't able to pay their medical bills. That's a little bit different than like their, you know, nice car getting repoed. Right. Yep. So right. like what, what, what's the, so, I mean, it, and recent trauma like that also recent evictions, um, mm -hmm. Within uh, utility collection, I think within the last like ten years, I think is the I'd have to check with the manager exactly, but I think in the last ten years is like a no, or ever. I I don't, or maybe it's ever. Um, it's ever for us, and, evictions yeah, yeah. forever. So, yeah, don't don't um, ever don't rent know. anything in college with someone you think you like. <laughs> it will haunt you forever. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, th those are those are the big things: income, credit, yeah. background, um, and then look, you know, and then the application itself. Why are they moving? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the the typical things. Yeah, Jay yeah, and I always talk about. Typical. Yeah, they're pretty typical. Yeah. So Jay and I always say, like, if somebody wants to move in today, like, hey, I, oh, uh, God, yeah. I just, <laughs> I want to. Yeah. So oh, we can just layer it. So we want to move in today uh cash up front cash in hand i don't want to go through any of the process uh -huh. i need a place right now red flag okay go somewhere else then <laughs> did you fill out the application probably no you didn't it's not done <laughs> you're lying yeah, right now it's under not, a different yeah, and, name uh, and we verify the i mean we google the name we verify the you know we call the employer oh i love that um, you're a stalker just like us yeah I mean, like, that's good, though. I we mean, even that's, do Facebook that's you. Well, no, because. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so do we. Because if you um, it's your problem, then like once yep. they're in, they're in. Yeah, right? so. exactly. Yes, yes. And, and, I mean, yeah. I'm not like I'm not stalking your Facebook to make sure that you are not like, you know, I don't know, undesirable or whatever. Yeah. But I might be stalking your Facebook to see where you work. If mm -hmm. you work under the table. Oh, right. you said that you're a waitress. That's not on your application. <laughs> right, like, right, right. Don't put right. that stuff out on the internet. If the FBI can see it, I can see it, okay? <laughs> and I'm better than the FBI. I'm going to find out. So <laughs> don't tempt me. <laughs> like, and I like when we would review applications and stuff, it's not even all about the, the credit score. I, I get a no. lot of people saying, like, what if my credit score is this? Honestly, I don't yeah. care if your credit score is this. Do you have collections? Do you have evictions? Yeah. Um, are you, you a you know bills? yeah do you are do you have yeah, yeah, utility yeah, bill yeah, collections yeah. um you gotta you know, pay the electricity so can uh, you get do you it turned have on judgments like yeah all of, those things are what yeah, i'm looking yeah, at things yeah, that relate yeah. to your housing that are gonna say okay well maybe you're not a great gamble for me to take on putting you in this house yeah um but your credit score i mean i don't really care yeah, what your credit score is. Yeah, student yeah. There's so many things that people are, you know, can be going through, and your Divorce past is your is past. Whatever one. it is, I don't yeah. care. But it's the things related to housing that I'm really gonna like hyper focus yeah. on. Like when I get somebody that says, "Do you think your owner would accept this person that has 
this credit score, but it looks like they pay everything else on time, their car payments on time, their housing. Okay, yeah, I'm probably gonna say yes. Like, I don't care. Um, but if you say, okay, they have a really low credit score, I see a bunch of evictions, I see this and that, I'm like, no. Yeah. I gotta look after this investment too. Well, right, right. And then, you know, sometimes you can charge additional security, at least in Pennsylvania, uh, for some of those like risk mitigating factors. But we all know the security deposits like a laughable, a laughably. <laughs> so, yeah, like w- like the deposits here, like in Michigan, we can charge one and a half times the monthly rent. And then I mean, but that doesn't stop you from charging essentially anything that you want upon move in. Yeah, we but, have like the pet fee. Right. But it's not you can't consider it a deposit. Yeah. So yeah, I I would say I would agree deposits, depending on your tenant are going to be laughable. <laughs> it's not going to cover your costs or anything like that. No. So no. it's yeah. But the other i think another facet that we we constantly deal with is going to be the vacancy and managing vacancy efficiently so so many people like my company right now we're struggling with this so a lot of times without direction there is no direction um yeah that's the definition (laughs) okay thank you but sometimes without direction me as a person can make my own, like I can yeah. shine my light through the darkness. And sometimes people just, they just don't have that. Like they have no sense of their own well, some personal Some people aren't self starters and need somebody to point them in the, the way to go. I, I say that they're, they just don't have their own sense of self discovery. What it's, I said is true. <laughs> it's fine. So Matt, what would you say? Like, um, how do you manage vacancy efficiently like what is your stopgap like your your most tried and true method for the most part always works this yeah. you know what yeah. would you say i mean vacancy management is about anticipating the vacancy um and then handling it quickly so yeah, in that. our leases yeah so in our leases we have um a 60-day notice both for any changes on the owner side and also on the resident to give notice mm-hmm. when they're moving and that gives us time to do resource planning like okay we need a contractor you know we need to get the listing team coordinated get it on the schedule so really anticipating the vacancy first of all not allowing it to happen to begin with but if it does happen um then anticipating it and planning for it so that the turn is quick and then the pictures are taken posted and um then the applications are received um you know picking the right rent amount um making sure the advertising is good um, it's on all the platforms and then, you know, screening the applications quickly, getting back to people quickly, communicating with them, um, and then ultimately selecting the right applicant, which we talked about. So, yeah, um, I think yeah. what you all just said, things. like anticipation sure good. Um, yeah. And like putting your best foot forward is one of the things we talk about all the time. Yeah. Curb appeal, putting your best yeah, foot forward. Yeah, yeah. First impressions. Uh, yep. yep. Uh, it's always a big thing. Like when you see it online, syndicating to multiple different sites, uh, that's a wonderful thing. So you can be on all the platforms, be everywhere at the same time. Yep. Um, we, we've talked about that many times on the on different episodes with, um, you know, just making sure that, you know, this is the first time somebody's seen the property, whether it's online or they're pulling up in front of the house you want it to look welcoming you want Not it haunted to, yeah well like <laughs> like we talked about I, yeah. I had that i had a property that went vacant unexpectedly um the tenant hadn't been paying rent we were working on eviction and it was taking forever and then we find out oh the, the tenant emails oh i actually moved out a week ago thanks for the heads up 
Right. And um, turns out they never in the entirety of their like the last five months or something, whatever the last inspection was, didn't do any more yard work. And the city inspector calling is like, hey, I'm just giving you a heads up. I need you to come out here and trim these bushes and stuff because this looks like a haunted house straight out of the movies. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, thank you, Mr. <laughs> city Inspector. We will get on that. So uh, I like, love that. Thank um, you. That's uh, it's always just important. First impressions are key. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. All right. So now is the part in the episode where we talk. Do you have Matt as our guest of honor? <laughs> Because Jay and I could sit here and talk for hours, and uh, we usually do. <laughs> so, do you have your nightmare story, property management to a T, or like just a really good story that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I do. And I, I mean, nightmares aren't fun, but in in hindsight, sometimes at least if someone can get value out of it um, and laugh at it great or ever learn something. Yeah, so for sure, um, there was, yeah, there was a resident who moved in um, and some of the screening wasn't up to what it should have been. There were a couple of gaps in the application. Oh. Um, the manager missed them. Um, I kind of pencil whipped their approval and missed them. And um, so there they were. And it was October, 2019. <sighs> <laughs> So, That's a great time. This is this yeah, is going great. October so far. 2019. <laughs> so say yeah, I, I'm sure everyone knows where I'm going with this. So then all the moratorium started, you know, five months later, everything shut down. And to make a long story short, it was 15 months of lost rent and they trashed the house on the way out. Did they die? So in all in all, it was um it cost over 30% of the value of the house <sighs> just in the lost rent and the renovation. Oh it was a total bloodbath. Yeah. And there was nothing that could be done. Um, it was, it was a nightmare scenario. And um, all you can do is sit back. I mean, laugh or cry, whichever one comes first <laughs> or, both. or both like cry while yeah. you're laughing. Yeah, exactly. Now, so that's the nightmare. However, the uh, silver lining was that actually that year, um, because of all the stimulus and like the STEMI money and all that, um, collections were actually better than they had ever been. Mm -hmm. So that was an, just because people had the money and yeah. they had extra yep. money and they weren't spending it. They weren't out, you know, you know, buying whatever they were buying. So, I mean, overall it was, um, I mean that, that knocked out a solid, like, you know, eight turnovers right there. Yeah. I mean, so, so it, it ended up being like almost neutral. But it was still a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You're, every month you're looking at the balance growing and then to go in and see the, the unit mm -hmm. been there. You know, at the end was was like heartbreaking. But yeah. Um, yeah, especially because they don't like at that point, if they don't want to move out, like a lot of times you're like, OK, you haven't paid. Just leave. Just move yeah. out. I don't yeah, care no, where you no. go. And they know. Just they yeah. move out. They yep. knew that we couldn't do anything. Yeah. Because I had one the for property two years. at that point really wasn't even the owners it really wasn't even my property yeah it, it, it was theirs like yep. there was nothing i could do yep and i was, it was in that same yeah. position i yeah. had one it took over 24 months yeah. to get the person out oh my god and uh. the house was destroyed and i felt so bad for my owner because you know he's like you know we were doing everything we could but moratorium and then yeah. moratorium yeah. was over but extension 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 
and we right. just could not get them out. Finally, we got them out. They're not going to pay the rent. At least clean. Oh, it was, and it was horrible getting them out. Like (laughs) police, like had to come. It was, it was bad. Physical eviction. Yeah, physical eviction, and uh, it was bad. But yeah, finally got possession back. Time they're not even there anymore. Yeah. So, um, Shana, you asked if anyone died. I know you. I I know what we've been through. Yeah. But. There was a time Shauna found bones in the backyard. I did. I have. I found. Oh, jeez. A headless corpse. I sure did. Of my resident. That's going to be our. our, uh, Oh, yeah. That's our Halloween. That's our Halloween story. And all the haunted houses. I have at least three. Great. So I'm going to we kind of talked about that last time when I talked about the uh, coffins that I found. This is the same house. I found a headless torso. So I'm just kind of, you know, next time, keep listening towards Halloween. I will tell you the whole story. We're going to have some really (laughs) spooky stories. Like she took me when I was like a brand new baby property manager. Because we worked in our last like like our first job when we first met, we worked in commercials. Mm. property management and then she left and started real estate and then i ended up you know she was like you should come apply here so i went and applied and then i and then i went to work with her and then he took my job for like five minutes and then then she takes me to this house telling me the entire time all right this place is haunted just so you know we're in the basement touring the basement and i left him there and she left me there <laughs> hit the lights i'm on the other side there's a bunch of different rooms it looks like there's a whole room just set aside to put bodies or something <laughs> i don't know what that room was for but it was scary yeah. she left me down there sure did here i am brand new uh, to doing geez. this oh thanks it's gonna be good stories so <laughs> Ooh, i just took you out of frame again because this <laughs> thing is plugged in lord have mercy um, <laughs> all right well matt it was good to have you on the show today thank you for coming on and just kind of commiserating with us we love that yeah no i mean you have to it's the only way to stay sane it is the only way to stay sane so it was a lot of really good information thank you so much um you know we appreciate your time yeah Yeah, absolutely if you ever want to come back and talk some more about oh anything the, the wonderful world of property management that we all work in and love uh feel free to hit us up we would love to have you back on the show for sure Awesome. Thank you both. All right. Have a good night. You too. Thanks.